And we welcome you back for episode number 12 of the Illini Basketball Podcast here on Anchor and our own podcast page now. It's now just its own thing, Illini Basketball Podcast, every single Friday. This is number 12. I re-uploaded all the other ones. I know that they all say they were uploaded on January 24th, 2020. We did not record those all on January 24th, just for the record. We don't have that much time on our hands. but I, I might, but in, anyway. True. Uh, so... It's um, a good time to be doing this podcast. You know, we're approaching March, a little over a month away from pretty much the end of the regular season, heading into the Big Ten tournament and then the NCAA tournament, which we hope Illinois is playing and all of those Yes, things. and it's, it's hard to believe that Illinois is atop the Big Ten standings right now. But it's a good time to be an Illini, and, and they're winning games. So it's, it makes the podcast a lot more fun. I, I remember – a week ago, we were talking about canceling it if they were losing. So, well, you know, uh, they <laughs> don't have to do that yet. Clearly, listened. I mean, they all gathered right. in the in the. Uh, I'm pretty sure they listened room. to us. They they by the way they play, I, it just seems like they do. But there's other things like he still plays Kipper too much, and Tevion never gets to play. Well, that's true. But they don't listen to everything. That might have to change after some some altercations. But yeah, let's get into uh, the game. What it was six days ago, um, Illinois. Versus Northwestern, uh, they had a week off coming into this game, and it looked like they had a week off. Uh, they were a 12-point favorite, only won the game uh, 75-71, pretty close down the stretch. Um, but Illinois ended up putting it away. Uh, they were uh, – I can't remember the last time Illinois was a, a double-digit favorite in a basketball game, in a Big Ten game. So it's nice to see that, that Vegas believes in them now. Uh, yeah, we also believed in them. Uh, I had them winning eighty-one sixty-five, and you had them winning eighty-four sixty-four. So, but you know, it, a win's a win in the Big Ten. They're they're all good wins. I believe Underwood said that after the game. Uh, there's there's no bad wins in the Big Ten. So, uh, player of the game, I had Trent Frazier. I um, also did. Yeah. I uh, I predicted uh, Frazier to hit five three, score twenty one points on his on his way to scoring one thousand points. Um, he ended up, I think, he had four in the first half, or three in the first half. Ended up uh, four for seven uh, from three, sixteen points, five rebounds, three assists. Uh, did become the fiftieth player ever to get a thousand points, and uh, and then he we'll talk about it later. But then he went to Purdue and actually did my prediction. So. You know, I, I, f- I felt pretty good after that. Um, and and after this game, uh, he has not had a turnover uh, since the Missouri game. So he's really coming into this role as a guard, um, a, a point guard and, and a team leader. Uh, and I believe now he's, he's starting to take shots too. Instead of giving it up to Io, I believe that he's getting his confidence back. So um, Illinois just they, – they really just grinded this game out. Um, they, they were talking about Underwood's ad adapting, um, how he's been adapting with this defense and all these things. Um, I, I didn't see it a lot in this Northwestern game. I did kind of see it in the Purdue game. Um, but he's still, he's still bringing Griffin, Feliz and Kipper off the bench. Um, he he's he that's just his going to be his rotation I, there's no no ifs hands or buts about it everybody knows three to four minutes into the game here they come um and and maybe that's to 
to get those guys an extra break after the timeout, the guys that they're coming in for the under 16 timeout. Um, but I don't really know. Uh, I'd like to see that changed up and well, it's obviously going to be changed up, which again, we'll talk about later um, with the Griffin incident, but um, I felt like Kipper played all right this game. I don't know your thoughts on it. Uh, I don't remember. uh, Okay. Uh, He actually, he's still doing that thing where he gets the ball like 15 feet away and tries backing down. Oh my God. Um, It's not pretty. Uh, but he had six points. He was three of five from the field. He didn't shoot any threes. He didn't have any turnovers. And he did have a steal. But he got the steal and had this weird breakaway, tried to make a layup, didn't go in. Um, and then he comes down the next possession and fouls on the three, fouls uh, Northwestern's player on the, on a three. Uh, just things that you, you can't do. But I felt like his minutes were a lot better this game um, overall. And uh, Northwestern, you could tell early, they were going to uh, Nance the whole time. That's what they were going to do. Um, and it didn't work out for him very well. He, he ended up being uh, one of seven from the field. Um, and then Feliz, uh, I felt he shot too many threes. I've said this about him and Georgie, um, that, that that's not their game. Uh, he ended up making a couple of them, went two of six. But it, that's just not – it's not Feliz's game. Feliz's game is getting getting downhill, uh, bumping somebody and, and making a, you know, close jumper. Um, and then uh, Georgie actually was making some shots. Uh, he was – he made three baseline jumpers from about 15 feet away. Um, your boy Andy Katz said, that's his shot. That, that was his statement. Um, apparently, he – it you know isn't watching the Illini if he thinks that that that's what Georgie needs to be doing. But hey, he's making them. Um, there was one he made a big three. Uh, he was wide open, and I verbally yelled no. We were uh, with a bunch of people and verbally yelled no, and it goes in. Everybody turns around, and looks at me, and I said, "Y'all were thinking the same thing." And there was nobody there that thought that. Yeah, no one had the guts to say it. <laughs> right for you. Yeah. Um, but Hey, it went in. I was happy. Uh, he ended up still having, he had three turnovers. Um, but he did run the floor. Nice. He, uh, I think he turned the ball over, ran the whole floor, got a nice block. Um, Northwestern ran his zone most of the game against Illinois. Uh, Illinois, uh, was running set plays against it a few times, which I thought was kind of weird. I mean, zone, you want to move the ball. You want to get people moving, uh, they, it just seemed weird to me. Uh, they need to run a high-low, uh, get Kofi the ball more. Um, but all in all, uh, Illinois was up four at half. Uh, again, just closer than he wanted it to be. And Illinois still giving, away, giving up way too many wide-open threes. Uh, luckily, teams are missing them, but uh, th- they got to figure something out else you know about getting out on the shooter um northwestern got off 19 threes and they made eight of them um so you, you can't have that happen uh in in the purdue game they really tightened it up though uh i i don't know if i think we'll talk about it later but uh stefanovich 
only got two threes off in that game. So they cleaned it up. I think things were starting to gel more um, in the Purdue game, but um, there were moments in the Northwestern game that the ball just stopped moving. Um, They were running the weave again with Kofi and Georgie in. There were no cutters. um, And and it just got stagnant. I think that's why this game was so close. Um, And then – I, I don't know what it is with Illinois, but it seems like you they go somewhere. You go you go to Purdue or you go to Wisconsin, and and the refs just call everything against them. And even when they're at home, they get some phantom phantom fouls called. Um, Frazier had a couple, um, but all all in all, it was a good game. Griffin struggled again. Um, his only made basket was uh, a bank three. But he had some, he had three rebounds, and he he's always getting offensive rebounds, which is huge in the college game. So uh, down the stretch, like 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 it has been the last few games, Io just ended up taking over. Um, uh, I Georgie's his one three made was with five minutes left. Um, Illinois went up 67 58 and I guess Chris Collins found Georgie afterwards in the, in the hallway and asked him where the J came from, where he, where he learned how to, how to shoot the J like that. Uh, nobody thinks that Georgie can shoot. And it was evident in the Purdue game. They played off him probably 10 feet and let him do whatever he wanted behind, behind the arc. Um, but yeah, IO down the stretch when Illinois needed to close the game out, uh, he he just he makes plays. He he's becoming a clutch free throw shooter too. Uh, he's he's was shooting around like seventy seventy two percent before you know the the stretch of of him seems like he makes everything. Um, now he's up to eighty point eight percent as a free throw shooter. So um, and then I felt like uh, Spencer from Purdue or from Northwestern was getting a lot of he was creating contacts contact and he was getting a lot of fouls called um you know to to go to the line uh some of those ended up they they hurt Illinois but uh Feliz made some free throws down the stretch um Illinois again gave up a few threes towards the end um but like I said Io just does Io things made a 19 footer um, and Io after the game said when they were up three, he, he said that uh, Georgie came up to him and said, you're about to make a play right here. Close it out. And I was like, I said, of course, then told Trent to be ready because they were trapping off ball screens. So I had to make the right read. Um, I think his read was to make a 19 foot jumper, but <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Uh, all in all good game. It's just, they did have that play at the end of the game. I, you've got to remember this if you don't remember anything else, where uh, they were taking the ball out of bounds and Underwood had all five guys standing out of bounds. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> okay. And, and it ended up – I think Feliz uh, got the ball into Io, and Io almost coughed it up, but uh, ended up being out on Northwestern. Um, but Illinois, like I said, there were six games between this these, this game or in their last game, and uh, I, I wrote down the last – they've had five games so far with six six days in between. 
Uh, first one was Hawaii, which it was nine to nine through the first 10 minutes. Um, then the next game was Miami and we all know what happened in the Miami game. They came out super flat, um, tried to come back in the second half. Uh, the next game was, was Mizzou, which they ended up losing by seven, pretty flat that game. And then, uh, NC A and T, which it's NC A and T you should come out and win that game if you had five months off. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the Northwestern game. So I feel like they, they were just – they were flat a little bit at the beginning. Um, and like I said, Underwood, uh, at the, after the game, he said, at the end of the day, there aren't any upsets in this league anymore. Every win is a good win. And I, I think that Illinois' defense, regardless of how their offense shows up, their defense has been showing up um, in these games. So that that's kind of what's going to carry them. Um, you know, when we talk about the Purdue game, that second half they had, I mean, if they can do that a lot more, they're going to just blow teams out of the water. But if any team shoots that well, they're going to blow teams out of the water. So, yeah. Um, but what do you got on what do you got for me? You got anything? Well, I can say that the uh, on February 18th, when they're at Penn State, there's a six-day gap between that and then a game against Nebraska uh, at okay. the State Farm Center. So it's a Tuesday at Penn State and then a Monday. I guess if you're going to have a have a six-game gap, I guess being at home against the two worst teams in the Big Ten is probably the best thing because yeah, Northwestern and Nebraska. I'm not going to complain if that you know if that was Michigan State coming in after six games. You know, I might be worried. But yeah, because from what you said, okay, so Hawaii, Illinois is better than them, but they started really slow. Yeah. Miami was an embarrassment. Missouri, embarrassment. <laughs> uh, North Carolina A and T, they're better than them. Let's just simple. Yeah. And then uh, this game was closer than it probably should have been. Illinois yeah. is a lot better, but it is what it is. And when Frazier is actually shooting the ball well, this team gets more scary because. Look at Purdue game. He was hitting everything. Everything. Yep. And, and they, yeah, it opens up the opens up the court. And that's the thing is, as I've been saying, is they they have to start hitting those threes. But the right guy needs to be taking it, and he, they need to be taking them at the right time. Um, there's points where Feliz takes threes that he shouldn't be taking. When Georgie takes threes, uh, when Griffin thinks that he's getting hot, and he'll take he takes some crazy threes too. Um, and and even Io has he ever made a three in the first half? Who Io? Yeah, he never makes. I don't think half so. Three. He's always so far off. But then at the end of the game, I don't know if he makes anything outside of five feet in the first half. So he hit a couple of mid rangers. But I remember in the Purdue game before I texted you something about Io. He like missed a three way off, and then like comes down the court and hits a mid range right after that. But his threes in the first half are really really bad. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and he doesn't seem to take a lot of threes in the second half or late in the game. And they're always, you know, 15-foot pull-ups, 15 to, you know, 18-foot pull-up jumpers. So um, I think he realizes that's not, you know, it's not, it's not his bread and butter, that's for sure. So, yeah. Um, but so Illinois gets through Northwestern. Uh, rankings come out, can only go up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Illinois becomes number 21 in the nation after the Northwestern victory. Uh, first time Illinois has been ranked in back-to-back weeks since 2013. 
God, that's a joke. <laughs> and it's the first time that they've been 4 and 0 to start in the Big 10 at home since 0809. Which how much of that is the fact that they're just good or like no one can win a road game in the Big 10? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, they have two. Illinois won two. So uh, that's impressive. I think them and Rutgers are the only two that have two. I can confirm. It might have changed. It might have changed after last night. Well, Minnesota went into Ohio Minnesota State. Minnesota went to Ohio State, but other than that, they yeah they don't. Yeah, they, don't, they only have one. I can look at Rutgers though. Yeah, and Illinois uh, twenty-one is the highest rank that Illinois has been since January of twenty thirteen, and that's when they were uh, number twelve in the nation. So, and I was talking last night uh, because of the Michigan State loss. Of course, Illinois is now tied for first in the Big Ten, and we were talking about when was the last time Illinois was first in the Big Ten. Um, you know, this many games in, I guess. So that I'm guessing 2013 might have been the last time that they were probably first in the Big Ten. So, um, I do have a quote from Underwood. Oh boy. He said. Uh, We've heard enough talk about being ranked and first, first being ranked and the first time since 2014. It's the middle of January. I understand the significance of it. To me, it's mind blowing. It really is that it's been that long, but it's January, and I wholeheartedly agree with him. I know Illinois fans are excited. It's been a while. It's been a real, real long time. But it is only January. There's a lot of Big Ten basketball to be played. And in this league, you can go 0-5 very easily. Yep. Um, and, and, and you know, I, I just put a couple things. Great point. I love that attitude. And then I said, prove yourself at Purdue. And you know what? They kind of did. I think they really did. I, 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 I find it hard to believe in an Illinois team with how many times we have seen them blow it or they flounder. They, yes. That's what we're used to this last decade. I hope that it's caution, cautionary (laughs) optimism. Yes, I agree. I agree. And that's, that's kind of what I think Underwood's trying to get at is let's, let's, uh, pull back the reins a little bit and not, not be like, Hey, Illinois is going to win the big 10. It's funny. The, um, the, the quote unquote Illini fans, I don't really want to bash them here. Wow. But, uh, well, quote unquote, no. look at Twitter. I think Twitter, Twitter Illini fans is like 50, 50, a real fan, fake fan, because look at what they were saying after Missouri, after the Mizzou game. Right. Oh my God, this team sucks. Fire Underwood. Now I was mad. I think that it's. I, was I think it's because they're fifty feet. Some are Cardinal fans, and that's just how they okay. act. Okay, that's not, <laughs> not how well, that works. But oh, okay, all right. Um, so yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. I they they're Illinois is a heavy bandwagon, but when you've been bad for this long, um, people stop losing. You know, people are they're used to it, and they they're they're tired of it. I think um, more than anything. So. Uh, did you find out who else has two wins? Wasn't Rutgers? Was it? It wasn't Rutgers. I 
I don't know. I wish that they had like home and road splits. I don't. I don't know. Iowa's won one on the road. It might be Michigan State, actually. That's what I'm looking at. Well, most teams like probably Michigan. Listen State. to the amount of road wins by Big Ten team: Michigan State two, Illinois three, Indiana one, Maryland one, Iowa three, uh, <laughs> Rutgers one, Wisconsin three, Minnesota one, Penn State two, Purdue one. Michigan has zero road wins. Ohio Mich- State one. Michigan's Nebraska been zero. struggling too. Yep. Northwestern one. So it might be Iowa. They're three and two. Uh, Iowa only has one because I looked it up. Northwestern. Because somebody said something about Iowa having three. An Iowa fan said something about Iowa having three road wins, and I'm like, they can't be talking about the Big Ten. And sure enough, it was. All right. They, almost, I think they won at Northwestern, and then they won two other games. But Iowa fans are are pretty. I found the right team. To, I found the team. It is Nebraska. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. They went to okay. Penn State and to Ohio State. Okay. Which are quality road wins. They are. They are. Um, so, speaking of quality road wins, you ready to talk about this uh, Illinois-Purdue game? I guess I also want to add one more thing that yep. uh, every team in the Big Ten except for Nebraska and Northwestern has two or less home losses. Really? Yeah, because um, Ohio State, Michigan, Purdue, they all have two home losses. Then Penn State, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, uh, Indiana, Illinois, and Michigan State have one home loss. And then undefeated at home would be Maryland, which they shouldn't be, and (laughs) Rutgers. Wow. Rutgers is 13-0 at home. So they have – they've played a lot of home games. A lot of home games. Yeah. Yep. Purdue, Illinois. Big win, 14th of the year, 6-2 and two in conference play, which I wonder what the, the record – what was the record in the Big Ten through the first eight games in the Big Ten last year? It was like 1-7, 0-8. Probably. Had to be around there. They only won 12, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Illinois wins 79-62. That number is a little inflated because Purdue fouled for the last two and a half minutes, I think. Uh, but Purdue came in as a five-and-a-half-point favor, of course, um, favoring home teams, Vegas is uh, in the Big Ten, obviously, for good reason, like we just talked about. Uh, we both didn't think Illinois would be able to pull this game out. Uh, Illinois, I had Illinois 62, 60, or Purdue 67. You had Illinois only scoring 50. You didn't, <laughs> apparently didn't know they were going to shoot 75% in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had Illinois 50, Purdue 63. Um, Yikes. Purdue had a 15-game uh, Big Ten home winning streak coming in this game, which I think was the longest in the Big Ten, maybe. I could be way off on that. Um, <laughs> we Yeah, like I said, we didn't know they were going to shoot 75% in the second half. Um, shot 55% for the game. Uh, my player of the game is going to be Io. Um, I did not go that direction. Okay. I went Kofi. with Frazier. Okay. But I also gave Kofi a shout out because I think Frazier, they, uh, starting the way that he did, hitting all those threes, the, helped, the, helped them stay alive in the first half. The three guys that, well, not so much Kofi until we found out what Kofi could do, you know, starting the Big Ten. Um, the three guys that, that should score for Illinois did score for Illinois in this game. Also, and, the refs were a joke in the first half. They they very much were. Um, and the commentating but, was horrible. Go ahead. <laughs> your boy, Dan. The last um, two games of color commentators 
have been <laughs> f garbage yeah f um, grade i did uh so io uh, was 8 of 12 from the field um 18 points four rebounds 11 assists, and this was his first career double-double as an Illini, surprisingly. Um, 11 assists is a huge number, and, and I think that that it showed that Underwood's offense could work if it was ran correctly. Um, but Io, you know, once again was a, was a closer, hit two big jumpers at the end of the game, uh, and like I said, just his assist um, – he was getting to the baseline. He was finding people underneath the basket. Uh, Illinois was cutting well. And, uh, and I have a stat here. Io was involved in 19 of the 27 Illinois baskets. So um, they had 18 assists for 20 on 27 baskets for 55% ratio. And uh, again, uh, he, Io had a slow start. Um, and, and I wrote down, just wait until he doesn't have a slow start, just wait until, you know, but he does, he, it seems like it takes, takes a good 15 minutes for IO to get into a game for some reason. Um, but yeah, I, I, I also, I mean, my net, my next line was Frazier, uh, had another great game, started the game three, three from three point ended five of seven with 21 points, uh, just like I predicted in the Northwestern game. So um, he did have two turnovers. I believe one of those was a charge call on him uh, when uh, Hare, Hare Harms was, uh, he, Frazier was trying to go to the baseline and literally Harms put both hands on him and pushed him back. And then, so Frazier backed up, went again, and then Harms kicked his leg out and they somehow called a foul on Frazier. Um, Arms so it, a loser. It, it ended his uh, his streak of no turnovers. Um, he had a hundred ninety nine minutes straight with no turnovers. It's not bad. Which, I mean, for for a guy that that last year and the year before, he was he was a shoot first kind of guy. You know, he wasn't a he wasn't a, a ball handler. You know, point guard that type of player. Um, so, so I really like him coming into this. And now that he's taking shots and he's getting more confident, I think he's, he's going to be really, really tough. And I think he makes this Illinois team that much tougher. Um, and, and the way that he's been playing defense, uh, like I said, Stefano, I said it earlier, Stefanovic only got two threes off and they were not good looking shots. Uh, Purdue only shot eight threes, which, uh, was the lowest they've shot all year. Their previous low was 16. Um, and they entered the game shooting around 40% from three. So um, I think they only made one. Did they only make one three? Um, one or two threes this game? I don't know why I didn't write that down. But um, uh, they, they made three. Three, three, okay. Um, and then after the game uh, – Underwood said about Frazier, I mean, the way he worked, um, that he deserved a good night's sleep, which I completely agree with. Um, again, Underwood puts in this Griffer, or Griffin, Kipper, Felice rotation. Um, and three minutes into the game, uh, Griffin decides to step on somebody. 
and we disagree with this the whole thing. I do. So <laughs> you do. We disagree I, I, with each other. Yes, we disagree with each other. I agree. Which um, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, do you want to talk about this now, or do you want to go into break game breakdown and then talk about Griffin afterwards? We'll, we'll talk about Griffin after. Okay. All right. After this incident, uh, Purdue goes on a 7-0 run, uh, ties the game. Griffin, of course, gets kicked out. Um, and we'll go. We'll go. We'll go on to that later. Uh, Georgie uh, started off the game with two early fouls. The second one looked like a clean block, uh, and then later on in the game, he had another clean block, in my opinion. And uh, people are here. Um, he had another clean block, in my opinion. Got called for another foul, but the big thing for Georgie was he was two or three from the three. Um, so I'm okay with him shooting uh threes when he's making them so um and then uh we of course Illinois had to put in Hamlin um but uh Hamlin uh ended up having to have four minutes of gameplay because of that so um Kipper uh I I don't know if you remember he he did make a bucket he came across the zone and put up this little lefty hook or something i don't know ended up getting fouled i it looked okay i, I wasn't mad about it Shocking. Uh, and, and then, uh like you said the rest were bad first half horrible uh, the the free throw differential was was unreal uh 14 free throws by purdue and illinois only got to the line one time so um i just want to say something about the announcer mr Dockich. Uh-huh. Every single time there was a foul on Illinois. Oh, that's a good foul. Good call. Good call. What a great call. He said that like six times yeah. in the first half. How when is ESPN gonna realize that no one wants to hear this moron? Every time he does a game, people complain about him. I don't understand why they keep throwing him on the air. He sucks. I don't care if he was around college basketball or he knows things and oh man, he's so he's so smart. He's a moron. I can't, I can't stand when he does games. I yeah I, I'm not a big Dan Doggage fan so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. Um, I did notice at, at in the say in the first half, uh, Frazier was playing defense and it was after the Griffin incident was Stefanov Stefanovic, um, but Stefanovic literally pushed Frazier out of bounds trying to you know break away from him or whatever. Nothing called no you know it just they just kind of let it go. Um, but Illinois uh, first half out rebounded twenty day they out rebounded Purdue twenty to eight and uh, of course they they ended up winning the uh, rebound uh, part of the game uh, thirty four to eighteen so I think that was a huge part of of why they won um, and they had uh, ten turnovers in the first half which is is un Illinois like this year. Um, they ended up only having four more in the second half, so they cleaned it up a lot. Uh, Illinois was down one at half, and and I was okay with that. I mean, on the road, with the way the refs were, you know, I thought, man, Illinois got a got a shot. So um, being down one at half on the road in Mackey is okay. Frazier's uh, early threes were were big. Yes. Yeah, like that's three what, early. Yeah, that's what I was working. So I had to watch it on my phone. Um, 
and and then they yeah they started off the game hot um kind of went on a little lull like illinois does but they came out started the second half with the uh the io kofi roll for the oop um io was actually looking at kofi this time so i like that he wasn't just throwing it up there um and, and the offense just started running um they they everything seemed to have a purpose this game uh they were cutting with a purpose they were making passes with a purpose and and you know i've i've i'm i'll be one to say i have knocked underwood's offense since the beginning i didn't i don't like it i don't like how it's ran i don't think it needs ran when, with kofi in the game um i think that the ball needs to get to the post more but when when these guys are executing this offense it's really nice to see um but then again you got to shoot you know 75% and you know make everything but if you cut you have more chances um io just had some really 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 good passes got to the baseline uh later in the game had three guys on him found felice cutting to the basket r- wide open underneath the hoop um and and the start the starting five uh, i i think i text you you know the starting five was playing really well to start the second half and uh, Kipper and Felice uh, didn't come in until the 13-minute mark in the second half. So instead of that, you know, they usually come in about 16, 17. Uh, I, I think Underwood finally saw his offense doing what he wanted. Um, and and the refs were getting a little bit better. Um, they weren't calling all these fouls on Illinois like they were. Uh, and then all of a sudden there were like four fouls within a minute. Um one was on DeMonte that, that I don't even know where they saw it. Um, but the refs, uh, the, 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 you know, Illinois being up 12, I, I literally wrote down were the refs betting home teams in the Big Ten also. Um, that's just the way I felt with, with how some of the calls went. Um, Illini, the line I ended up uh, making nine straight baskets through nine minutes of play and, it, and capped it off with a Georgie three. Um, and then Frazier ended up taking not a, it wasn't a very good three. I don't, but he was hot. I'm not going to knock him for, you know, taking the shot, but, uh, 12 or 13 at that point. Um, it, it was just fun to watch. I mean, it was fun to just sit there and watch it. Um, you know, the, the guys were, uh, playing well, uh, that he did Underwood did have a lineup of Frazier, Kipper, Georgie, DeMonte and Felice in at one time. And it, that's just a tough lineup to get anything to happen. Uh, Illinois was up, you know, 12, 15 at this point. And I know that Iowa and Kofi needed a rest because those guys just, they've been playing their butts off. Um, Underwood at halftime said, or after the game said that he was ecstatic at the half. We played so long without Georgie. We had crazy lineups in there that we don't normally have. So um, had to do that, of course, because Griffin um, had to leave the game early. Um, but they were basically running a six-man rotation most of this game. Kofi had 33 minutes. Frazier had 34. Io had 37. Uh, Georgie had 22 minutes, but that's because he was in foul trouble a lot. And then DeMonte, who's probably been averaging maybe maybe 12 minutes a game, had 23. 
So uh, I noticed that Kipper didn't get much playing time in down the stretch. I think he realized that Kipper's a good body to have in there, but he's not a good guy to have, you know, in crunch time. So uh, the, and then uh, Kofi, the, the, the way he's moving his feet on defense now, I, I don't think I saw that earlier, but, but he, I feel like he's becoming an elite defender, uh, especially under the hoop. He's being able, he's coming out, you know, a little bit farther and he's reading people well. Um, he ended up having three blocks this game and, you know, changed, I don't know how many shots down low, you know, Purdue trying to get down there. Um, and even when he was out of the game, I felt like mentally Purdue still thought he was in the game and they were taking some bad shots. Um, he did have four turnovers this game uh, to be expected. I think from a big man with not great ball handling skills, I, he does bring the ball down too much. Um you know, you want a guy, You want him going to the basket. You don't want him putting it down when he's got four guys on because because that's what they do. They collapse. You know, when he gets the ball, people collapse on him. When he puts the ball on the ground, they're that's going to happen. So, uh, ended the game with 15 rebounds, uh, only four less than Purdue had total, and uh, 22 points, six of six from the three throw line, and it was his eighth double double of the year. Um, so really had had a great game um uh you know Purdue started fouling with like 2 minutes and 30 seconds left uh really the game was was it, it wasn't a game at that point uh so it got widened uh a little bit um so anyways good game uh, your your boy Dan Dockich did say towards the end of the game God. that it was the greatest performance by a Big Ten team he's seen all year. So what an idiot! Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Illinois ended ended uh, eighteen and nineteen from the free throw line after only shooting one in the first half. Of course, down the stretch they were getting fouled a lot, but but that kind of free throw shooting performance is so nice to see. Um, it's just. It's just really, really good to see. Uh, and then I do have uh, Clark Kellogg tweeted after the game. And and the, I'm going to read it just like he tweeted oh, it. You guys God. ready? Very impressive roadkill because apparently that's what we're calling it now. Uh, roadkill. Um, I, I've never heard that phrase before, but that's what it is. So very impressive roadkill for, for Illini tonight. A lot I liked about this team. Faux show, watch list worthy. Guards make plays and tough shots. Front line is active, physical, and skilled. Bench packs a punch, defend with vigor, and share the basketball. I see you. Uh, I think that sums up this game perfectly. Does it sum, sum up a line-eyes play throughout the year? Probably not. But, no. but hopefully this is the play we're going to see. You know, that, That's what I'm hoping for. So, I would say Illinois' play is uh... – Mostly home kill, but <laughs> what do you mean? We've we've only went to Wisconsin and went to Purdue. Eleven and one at home. I mean, you know. I mean, Purdue is ten and nine, and their road wins are Wisconsin, Purdue. Those are great, but then the other one's Grand Canyon. So, like, yeah, um, you got to think about that. This is this is the first time Illinois won uh, five Big Ten games in a row since February two thousand thirteen. So back to that two thousand thirteen uh, team. Should have been doing the podcast six years ago. <laughs> yeah, I think they ended up ending the season like 
two and ten or something in the big. That's the I think that's the year they didn't make the tournament. That's going to happen this year, then, huh? Thanks for letting us know. Nope, absolutely not. Um, I do have some some stat. I know you're the stat guy, but I follow Illini stats and notes on Twitter. I don't. So, um, and, and this is just some some cool stats. I thought um, it's the first time Illinois has won at Wisconsin and Purdue since 2004 2005 of course we know what that team ended up doing um they were they were okay so uh it's the seventh worst loss at Mackey for purdue with 17 point loss uh 75 percent of the second half in the second half was the fifth best shooting percentage for a half by anybody at Mackey. illinois is the first team to make 18 plus free throws and shoot 90 percent from the line at Mackey arena since 2013 and Illini snapped Purdue's six-game winning streak against ranked opponents at Mackey. Um, and then Matt Painter, of course, afterwards uh, was interviewed, and he said, Illinois' fight is so much better than ours. They have great competitive spirit. And I think that he said something along the lines of, Illinois tired of losing. You did say that. I watched the video. <laughs> so... Um, you know, Purdue's players all said they were out hustled, out you know, gamed, and um, just the the way that the way Illinois plays defense. If they have the offense like this, they're they're going to be tough to beat. Gonna be they're going to win the beat. whole thing. They're going to win it all. <laughs> Book it. Book it now. Um, so yeah, it, it, awesome, awesome win going into. Purdue and and getting a win. I know it's not the Purdue team of old, but Michigan State got beat by twenty four there. So um, I think it's saying something going there and winning. That so. Michigan State game though was a response game for Purdue when Illinois killed them. Yeah, and then well, they killed Michigan. You think State. they'd have a response to Illinois killing them? You would when think Illinois that too. Came there. <laughs> But, and I thought after the Griffin thing, which we'll get into, but I thought that after that it was like, oh my god, we're gonna get killed. I am ready to get into the Griffin thing. Okay, well, more on on this game. I don't. Talk about. I barely wrote anything except for Kofi had twenty two and fifteen, uh, Fraser had twenty one and some five threes, and uh, they had fifty points in the second half, which was big time. So yeah, yeah, unreal, unreal. The Griffin thing. So here we go. Um, number one, Purdue. Why, why don't you tell everybody what what's going on first? Okay. <laughs> If they, if he didn't catch it, uh, he basically was there a foul call before this? Because I barely remember anything before or after that. Um, he no, I think it was just out of bounds. And yeah, and then he just steps on him. Obviously, he did it, and obviously, obviously, it was on purpose. And obviously, he has a quote unquote history of doing stupid ass things. Yes, he has so, done some things already this year. So, yeah, so. He apologized. I, I appreciate the apology. Um, and I was talking about it with my buddy uh, yesterday. And or man, it might have been earlier today. But uh, I, I feel like with that apology, Illinois should have came in and said, we're giving him a one-game suspension. I think if they come in, if Illinois comes in, you know, less than 24 hours later, they say, here's his apology. We're giving him one game. I think the Big Ten says, okay, that, that will suffice. But no, Illinois did nothing. <laughs> they, they let him apologize, 
and then they they didn't do anything. They they were going to let him walk. Basically, I I don't think that that was suspension worthy, and I think at the most that's one game. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I, okay. Do you, are you suspending him for that, or are you suspending him for the fact that he's done stupid things like this before? I and think one, Purdue fans so soft. I was reading Purdue fans on Twitter, being way too dramatic. Did about you? This but did you read Purdue fans on his apology? Everybody accepted it. Yeah, there wasn't one that said that's because nope, it wasn't so, that big of a deal. Okay, so punch someone. So, so I get Big Ten has a new commish. Um, God, and and. Griffin's little little step, misstep, as we say, yeah. um, it, it it really got overshadowed that night because because the the coaches of Illinois passed um, down in Kansas, um, their players decided just to have an all out brawl at the end of the game. So yeah. Kansas Kansas State. So it seems like it kind of it, it was going to get overshadowed, um, and I feel like the commissioner came in and he did this because he he doesn't want that to happen. He he's trying to to clean up the Big 10 before something happens. I feel like if maybe that fight doesn't happen at Kansas Kansas State that this suspension's only one game too. I think it, it he's kind of this is what we're doing. Um soft I did move. so so I this is what Kevin Warren the Big 10 commissioner said after a thoughtful and thorough review of Not this bad. incident we are all extreme, extremely fortunate this did not create a hostile, hostile and unsafe environment for the players, coaches, game officials, and fans. Oh it is important for me to emphasize and make it crystal clear that such behavior will not be tolerated, period. We place the utmost importance on the safety and well-being of our players, coaches, game officials, and fans. The situation provides a teachable moment for all parties. Um, I, I like I said, I think this this guy's just trying to he's trying to put his foot down. Um, but in and you said they got two games. I'm I'm not I was not upset when you when you messaged me that. He he got kicked out basically got kicked out of the Mizzou game. Um at the end of the game. I there wasn't any time left, so they didn't send him to the locker room. But he basically got kicked out of that game. And in the Michigan game, he did something stupid. Um so I hope that this two games teaches them not to do something stupid. You know, I, I, I don't want Illinois to be that team, that, especially when they're this good and they're ranked and, and everybody's watching them. And, and that's part of it is it's an unfortunate situation because people are watching Illinois. If, if Illinois was two and, you know, 17 or whatever, nobody would care about this and we'd move on and, and nobody would know. Um, I do, I I do kind of feel like it's a little a little extreme just because he was out at because he got taken out at the three minute mark or at with three minutes into the game. I don't know. If I so he basically missed that game. Um, I I just don't. I mean, I I think that he I think he needs the suspension more than it's justified. I guess is what. I'm okay, that's say. fine. But here's what I would say. Um, I'm not sure that I I wouldn't I don't think that I would eject him for what he did. I would have ejected him so there wouldn't be more, you know. Right. There would have been probably a fight or something. But like 
it's not like he kicked him or stepped on his face. I mean, he or, uh, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he started to, to take off and he used him as like a, a pedal basically one of those run he used them as a running block it was stupid definitely uh, yeah i i agree with that but i think two games yeah is a little too much and also what griffin did against missouri what, what uh, was that like when he bumped into tillman or whatever uh no that's when he told uh uh mark smith that he wasn't s-h-i-t because he isn't i mean he's <laughs> he sucks yeah um, um yeah. So, but like I said, he's just, he's kind of had this, this attitude. So like I said, I hope it clears it up. Um, Underwood, cause I, I was reading on Twitter today and people are like, Oh, I'm sure Underwood's chewing him and he's going to add more to this. I doubt um, it. This is what Underwood said. This was a statement from Brad Underwood. <laughs> Alan Griffin is a great young man and I remain proud of him as a person and as a member of our team. He is a 19-year-old student athlete who made a mistake, exactly. a mistake we don't condone, and that reflects our program negatively. He showed poor judgment in a moment of emotion and has been remorseful from the outset, except saying that he was that he lost his balance. So, uh, but meeting with Sasha Stefanovic uh, after the game to apologize and following with a public apology to Sasha, Coach Painter, and the Purdue team. He was ejected from the contest and essentially missed an entire game as a consequence of his actions. I am proud of Allen's accountability, response, and growth from the experience. I feel the further penalty of a two-game suspension is, is bullshit. Ex- is excessive. Exactly. And I'm disappointed in the timing, but I respect the Big Ten's decision, and I am oh, on. We He's will right. continue to support Allen and help him learn from the situation. So that right there tells me Illinois was going to do nothing which they should have he should not be suspended but you suspend if you suspend him for one game one game that's fine then then does the big 10 come in and say okay we're giving him another one like if you go ahead and just do it yourself instead of waiting and just seeing what happens just do it i mean i don't think that it was that big of a deal i really don't i don't understand why everyone's so mad about it i don't know people get mad because I, would you We're step on soft. somebody <laughs> no but it's not like he like so like i said it's not like he kicked him or yeah. fell on but, him on purpose. so so i guess my thing is if he's gonna miss two games i mean he, he in my eyes i i thought he was getting one game that's what i thought um so he's gonna he's gonna miss the michigan game regardless the next game is minnesota illinois should be able to take care of minnesota at home i don't know about that without him and hopefully Tavion gets some playing time because uh, after Griffin got kicked out, Tavion came in, missed a shot, and he never saw the floor again. I don't. Come on, Brad. He's never gonna play Tavion Jones the way that you want him to. Even with this suspension, he might get a minute tomorrow. Maybe. I just don't. I don't know. You know, the trans- guy's never going. The guy, yeah. Which well, you know what? We'll probably get. Did you see Whitney's tran or leaving? I don't know if he's going to transfer. But. He's he's yeah he's leaving Kentucky transferring yeah. I think. Yeah, to Illinois. I heard. That's what. Yeah, okay. That's what all the did Illinois it, fans. Did say. it say transfer? Yeah, no, announced his plans to transfer. He didn't sure. say. He didn't say transfer. All he said was, "I'm leaving." The headline Kentucky. says it. Well, the headline's wrong. Evan Daniels from Two Four Seven Sports, director of recruiting. Uh, he's transferring. Hmm. What it says? Well, Wait a sec. 
first reply it says nowhere did he mention he was transferring why would a guy projected <laughs> to be a first rounder transfer and sit out a year he couldn't even average 12 minutes at Kentucky. Why did, how do people think he's going to be a first round? Okay. Then Daniels followed up with, he's not projected to be a first round pick. His right. only option is to transfer. So he's going to transfer and he's going to go to Illinois and it's all going to be. Or he's going to go overseas. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I think that Illinois right now, Illinois could survive if Tevion transferred. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They're surviving without him now. Exactly. They Kipper sucks, him. and they're still surviving. They don't that. need him. Is Kipper a senior? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I wish. Um, so, anyways, Illinois goes to Michigan tomorrow, 11 a.m. Why the hell are these games at 11 a.m.? I don't oh my know. God. Give us like a 2 o'clock. On the road at Michigan. Michigan has been brutally bad lately. Yeah, uh, you know. They uh, Michigan's uh, three and four since the last time Illinois played them. Uh, losses, of course, they lost to Oregon, which was a really good game um, mm-hmm. at home. Uh, Oregon's a really good team, also. So um, they beat Presbyterian. They beat UMass Lowell. Um, lost at Michigan State by a bunch. Uh, beat Purdue. Uh, Michigan was at home. Lost at Minnesota, and then uh, lost at Iowa. Yep. And then lost at home to Penn State last night. Yep, they've lost three in a row. Two nights ago. Yeah, they are uh, – they're, they're reeling. They're 11th in the Big Ten right now. Well um, – I, I don't know. I, I, I just feel – this just feels like a loss for Illinois. Yep. <laughs> it really does. Um, um I hate to say that, but it, the way that – like, Michigan has to win this game. Yep. So, hopefully, Illinois can can go in and and take care of business. So, I, I don't know. Michigan's starting to come back down to earth a little bit. Um, yes. Remember, they got off to, like, that 7-0 or 8-0 start. Yeah, they beat that really good North Carolina team. Yep, and uh, – yeah, okay. <laughs> They beat Gonzaga, I'm pretty sure, didn't they? So that matters. Yes. Um, I do have a line on this game. It is Michigan minus three and a half. Really? The line that I see, yeah. So Michigan is the favorite. So here's how they here's how they're gonna value that, right? So Michigan's at home, that's a point. Uh Michigan's lost three in a row, they need to win, that's a point. Uh-huh. And then Illinois is not going to sweep Michigan in one season. And also Michigan's at home. That's a point and a half, right? They, yeah. They um, and then – Because Rutgers is 13 and a half yeah. favorite over Nebraska. And Livers, their leading scorer, has been out the last couple games too. Speaking so of play? Uh, they have him as as a game-time decision right now. So they have him – him and my boy Bosman's Verdonk as game time decisions. So Michigan won its first seven games, and since then they're four and seven. And uh, this is a quote from uh, Michigan guard Eli Brooks. He says that we've got to win at home in the Big Ten. Since I've been a part of here, you're in contention if you win all your Big Ten games at home. We can't forfeit the games coming up, so something has to give at the end of the day. You have to fight through it and take pride in it. Okay, something has to give. That's a weird thing to say, <laughs> but he can say it. So, yeah, and I saw somebody say that if Illinois wins all their home games, which, I mean, they got some tough ones. 
yeah. um, and and wins two or three away games, they'll win the Big Ten. I doubt. Do that. you believe that? No. Okay. I mean, right. I guess if they did that, they could, but I still think that Michigan State is going to be a tough one to like compete yeah. with them. You know. Yeah, I agree. Um, if you look at Illinois' like road games coming up. I mean, geez, it's not going to get easier. No, it, it's uh, going to be a tough, tough stretch. At Iowa's no joke. At Rutgers, at Penn State, that those those are the next three road games after this one tomorrow. Those are yeah. difficult. Tough. At Northwestern, at Ohio State, yep. which remember they beat Ohio State in Ohio State last year in Columbus. It's going to be hard to do that in back to back years, but um, it's going to be tough. So I have on here the Haslametrics yeah, breakdown. Um, overall ranking, Illinois is 21st on here in Michigan is 30th. Um, offensive efficiency, they're very close in all these. Offensive efficiency, Michigan 20, Illinois 21. Defensive efficiency, Michigan 36, Illinois 34. And then strength of schedule, Michigan 18, Illinois is 40th. So really, Michigan needs this game badly. Real bad. Like if they um, lose this game – their status of making the tournament comes into question even more. We're going to find out how good a coach Jawan Howard is this game. I yep. Believe. We've been um, finding that out lately. Uh, his uh, <laughs> little, uh, you know, everyone thought, Oh my God, he's so good. Oh, they're seven and Oh, yeah. That's starting to change. Yeah. Um, the one thing about Michigan is big men have been able to score at will against them. It seems like uh, Garza put up, 44 one game and 30 something which i know guards is a different level big man but uh uh who's the kid from purdue uh i can't remember his name i can't think uh, right now um but he put up 36 or something against him so what did um, kofi do in the first game against him I, don't, I would bet to look up that stat, but my schedule has been uh, not great. So I thought Teskew is uh, such I a can, stud. Uh, I, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Kofi, 19, Kofi had 19, 10, 10 rebounds. So. Yeah. Uh, Kofi um, is the second best big man in the conference, I think, this year. Yeah, I would agree um, with that. Who do you think is number one? Who am I going to say for number one? Uh, Garza? Yeah. <laughs> I watched him against Rutgers. Holy yeah, smokes, he's, he's way better than he was last year. Yeah. Yep. So, what do you have um, for this game? I got Illinois. I'm a, I'm gonna pick it. Illinois is gonna win this, even though I don't think they're gonna win it. Okay. I'm not going with my gut. I'm not going with my gut. I'm going with my heart right now. That's Illinois. Not Illinois 68, Michigan 61. We're getting into the heart picks <laughs> in January. That's Just because I want them to win, baby. If they you're win gonna, this game, they're they're top fifteen team. You gonna pick them to win the uh, Big Ten tournament too? Uh, Illinois to win the Big Ten yeah. tournament. You gonna pick them to win the Big Ten tournament? Uh, that's way too far out. It's like these guys predicting. If you're already predicting the predicting these seeds in the tournament are which we'll get to at the end which i <laughs> might explode um i have since i've it seems like michigan struggles to keep teams off of the scoreboard uh-huh. uh, they have at least defense efficiency 36 which they're only two spots behind illinois but i'm gonna go michigan 83 illinois 74 so jeez i think the first half will be close you think yeah. illinois is gonna give up 83 points i think the crowd is gonna be a big factor here when you yeah. see all that yellow or gold or whatever they call that color 
that they use. I don't know. There's so many different colors and names. And, but when you see that, aren't they maize? Aren't they maize and blue? Okay. You know what? I don't care. What'd you say? 70, 83, 74, Michigan. Okay. All right. And I think that uh, Illinois is going to have a nice first half, solid, keep it close. Mm -hmm. And as has been the case the last six or seven years, good first half, bad second half. We've seen a lot. We might see it again. Or mediocre first half and terrible second half. Um, Yeah, I just – I think that sweeping Michigan is very hard, and I don't think that they can do it. If they prove me wrong, if they win this game – This team's real deal if they do it. Where would they be in the top 25 if they won this game? Got to be like 17 or 16. I don't know. Because the thing is, if they win this game, then it's just saying how bad Michigan is. Right? But but I feel like Michigan is Michigan, right? So, like, everybody – At home, Michigan. Yeah. Any any road win in the Big Ten should be highly valued no matter who you're beating. Yeah, because, I mean, Every Penn, place is hard Penn to State play. going there and winning is – everybody has him predicted in the top 25 now. Yeah, so. even going to Northwestern and winning is hard. Right. Road games in college basketball, especially this year. Have been really hard. They're insane. And Illinois, they could, you know, they, they could I, I jump. I think if this. Illinois – I think if they win this game, they will be 14th. I don't know. I'd like to see if that happens. I'd be very interested because I think like 16 is the highest they would go. Yeah. They jumped, uh, what, three spots from last week to this week, and that was yeah. after who just beat Northwestern. Yeah, that's not that's it. What helps when other did. teams are dropping like flies. True. True. And, you know, Memphis, Memphis is 20th, which is a complete joke. I don't know how they're <laughs> still in the top 25. Anyway, yeah. Minnesota. January 30th, the final game of January. And and Illinois' record in January is uh, not not too bad. It's better than it's been in the last few years. Five and one. Mm -hmm. They lost their first game in January and haven't lost since. It'd be nice to finish it off, go uh, six and one in January. If they do beat beat Michigan, that'll be seven and one, whatever. What am I talking about? Anyway. Nobody uh, knows. Minnesota is eleven and eight, five and four in the Big Ten. They um, are good. I think that they're good. They made the tournament last I year. I feel like Illinois always struggles to beat Minnesota. So they went one and one against them last year, if I remember correctly. And I know yeah. there was one game where Illinois the, beat the brakes off of them. This is a different team, yeah, than last year. So are they better than last year though? I don't know if they are. I I don't really think so. I I don't think so. I because Minnesota's decent last year decently decent. they were they were a 10 or a 7 and they lost to louisville in the first round of the tournament yeah yeah i remember because i picked louisville and i was like ha everyone taking the yeah. big 10 i went with the acc and i won yeah it's dominant so i i mean they've they, their first two big 10 games uh they lost uh at iowa by 20 uh back in december and then they beat ohio state at home um, by 13. And then, of course, they went to Ohio State last night and won by three. So they're, they're not a bad team. They beat Penn State at home when Minnesota was at home. Um, of course, they beat Michigan. Uh, at home, they've been a good team. Hopefully on the road, they'll uh, continue to not be so great. Talk about falling off a cliff. Ohio State. Ohio State. Refalling. What about what about the fact that Michigan and Ohio State are 
tied for 11th in the Big Ten. That's insane. And wasn't <laughs> wasn't Ohio State like 11 and 0 or 10 and 1 or something stupid? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. What are they? Two so. and six in the Big Ten? Jeez. Yeah, but uh, um, they Minnesota does have a big man in Oturu, uh, pretty decently good big man, um, scoring about twenty points a game. So, uh, it it should be a good game. Um, like I said, I just hope hope Illinois can take care of business. Uh, the, these are the team; these are the games you have to win. The games yep, at home, at home against the bottom half of the Big Ten. Uh, to to be to be in the elite Big Ten, we want team we want Illinois to beat. These are the, these are the games they take care of, you know. Yeah. So uh, the nice thing about this Illinois team right now is just they they've been able to close games, and that's what we I know we've talked about in the past. But you know how many games last year did they just they they never closed them and that's why they only won 12 games. Um, yep. but they were always in them. It seemed like, or at least in most of them. So, uh, if they're finding ways to close, if IO keeps doing what he's doing, uh, they, they should be able to take care of Minnesota pretty easily. Does Minnesota still have, what's his name? The big guard that they had Amir coffee. I think is his name. He was a senior last year. Wasn't he? Is he gone? I think he's gone. Who? Amir coffee. He was a guard for Minnesota last year. Uh, he's gone, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Oturu is the only other guy that I remember on that team last year. Yeah, they. Uh, I think they're pretty. Uh, besides a couple guys, they're kind of a young team. I mean, yeah, one senior in uh, Demir, six uh, nine forward. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're a young up and coming team. Uh, you know, I, I just hope that Illinois keeps running that like, I just hope the offense runs like it did in that second half against Purdue where yep. it's just not stagnant. That's, that's a, and like I said, it's just, I, I, I've questioned Underwood's offense, but when, when the guys are doing what they're supposed to be doing, it, it's a really good offense. Um, Io, I felt like Io was was going to the hoop more in the in the weave against Purdue. Yeah, which created a lot more openings. So they they just need to keep that up. But, yeah, uh, I think that Illinois will win this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Illinois wins this game, seventy three to sixty. I have 71-66 Illinois winning by five. Um, Minnesota's won three out of four. They do play Michigan State tomorrow or on Sunday. So them playing Michigan State will give us a, a little bit of a better idea of what kind of Minnesota team this is uh, yeah. if we do watch that. Which... I, yeah, and that's I haven't been able to watch any Minnesota games yet, so I am I am looking forward to, to seeing them play yep. um, before – before uh, we have to play them. So. so they beat Michigan, they beat Penn State, and they beat Ohio State, and then they lost to Rutgers by eight. Those are mm-hmm. the last four. And uh, Haslametrically speaking, uh, they're 22nd overall, which is impressive. I didn't think Minnesota would be that wow. high. But uh, Illinois is 21st. 
Offensive efficiencies are 13th, Illinois 21. Defensive efficiency, though, is a little bit of a different story. Minnesota's 51st, Illinois 34th. And then strength of schedule, Minnesota's third, and Illinois 40th. So, I mean. So, Minnesota's no slouch. That's what yeah, you're telling me. They're right there. This <laughs> is like, they're, they're these two. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repick my score. Uh, no. <laughs> I think that, uh, I think they're going to. Like I said, I think they'll take care of business at home, and I, and that's what they need to do. So, what was your score again? 71-66 Illinois in a close one. Uh, probably a, a game where it's like pulling away and then Minnesota hits a couple big shots and then yeah. Illinois ends up winning. And then Io takes over. Okay. I like it. Yeah, which, I mean, if they're 16-5 and five when we record next Friday, I will be floored. Uh, I, I would take fifteen and six. I would I would take them going one and one yep. over over this week. I, I would I'm like okay to avoid being fourteen and seven, which would be two losses in a row. That is very you know that's something they got to avoid. Now, if they win both these games, they really put themselves on a track to that's eight and two in the Big Ten. That's <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd um, be crazy. So they they got a lot riding on these games. Can't lose both. Split, I'm fine with because going into Michigan, I mean, that's going to be really difficult. But uh, hopefully, they can stay consistent. And we will be back next uh, Friday for episode number 13. That'll be the last one of this month, January 31st, the day after Minnesota. So we should have a little bit of a better idea of what that game was like since we'll actually be doing a podcast the day after. Yeah. That'll be different. And uh, then in that podcast, we will review these two games as well as preview. Um, who we got coming up Iowa and then they do have a Friday game which is weird so we got Iowa on Sunday the second so next Sunday Super mm-hmm. Sunday I believe and then uh, it's gonna be a fun day yeah going into Iowa beating them and then watching the Super Bowl yeah and then you got Friday February 7th first Friday game I think that they've had in a while yeah. that'll be against Maryland uh, yeah. at the State Farm Center Iowa, Maryland, Michigan State, Rutgers, Penn State. Good luck. Coming, coming up, Illinois. So this is where they – I mean, honestly, they need to go two and three, and I'm going to be happy. Yeah, which would – you know, that's fine. I would take that as well. But uh, that'll do it for this exceptionally long It was podcast. very long, This might be it? the longest one that we've done. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a lot of information. So we'll be back. On the 31st next Friday, a couple of big games to discuss, two reviews, two previews, and hopefully there's no like more suspensions. I would like to avoid that. I would like but, to avoid uh, that too. We'll be back next Friday. All right, later.